0: The other side of that, it's the worst Irish defensive performance I've seen in a long, long time.
1: Aaron Smith, he's truly, truly wonderful player. He's one of the best players who's ever played the game.
0: Subscribe to the rugby stream on the OTB Sports app now.
1: The Football Pod on OTB Sports in partnership with AIB. Proud sponsors of the GAA Senior Football Championship. Check out hashtag the toughest for more.
2: So you're all very welcome along to yet another episode of the Football Pod. It's episode twenty-six. James O'Donoghue and Paddy Andrews, are you both still friends after your experience in Crow Park yesterday?
0: Just about. No, it was very amicable. I think this great game, but I think the better team did win, and it was nothing. There was no sour. There was no cynical play or nothing sour about the whole game. In fairness, just played in great spirit, and all the dubs were very, were very amicable and very praising of Kerry, which is nice as so well. I think deserved.
1: Yeah, look, it was, I was there on Saturday as well, after the first Saturday game, probably didn't, uh, it was one of the purists, but uh, the atmosphere around the country, the atmosphere in the stadium was from the Derry and Galway fans, but in Crow Park yesterday was, for anyone who had the, the fortune of being there, whether you're a dub or you're from Kerry, it was an incredible day, like the build up to it, the atmosphere around town, the weather helped. And just the anticipation of the game, you felt it was the two best teams in the country. Bit of a setback for the Dubs, obviously before throwing, the worst fears were, were confirmed when Conor Callan wasn't playing, but that didn't detract from from what was an incredible occasion. And what a finale. There's been some classics. Myself and Jimmy have been fortunate to be involved in a few over the last decade against each other. Um, I don't think quality-wise, maybe, it was at that level, but in terms of just drama and <laughs> intensity and edge of your seat stuff. I mean, the entire stadium was rocking at different times. Um, it was a roller coaster of a game. But look, I agree with James. You have to hold your hand up and say, over the course of the entire game, Dublin had chances to win it. But I think the better team prevailed on the day, despite some very ropey uh, patches down down the finish. But but James is right. You can. are you're very privileged ourselves to have played in this fixture in this game and Dublin and Kerry is is a special special occasion and not just I think in Irish sport Uh, and you could see that again yesterday whoever came out on top there's just total respect and I think the players all understand that this is bigger than any one team or any player it's there's some legends in history that's gone before and that's just the latest chapter in it and they'll be back again there's no doubt about it Um, but it was Kerry's day yesterday and it was
0: deserved to be fair no, it's actually mad. This sounds ridiculous, but I actually didn't realize almost how big Kerry Dublin was when you're playing. Do you know? Like when you're playing, you're so sheltered from you're, you're trying to stay away from it, yeah. Stay away from all the build up. You don't yeah. read a paper, you don't talk to anyone. It's like stay out of my ear, just because we used to say any sort of talk before the game just softens your mind. So it's like just don't talk about it. And people knew that. And then when you're part of all the buildup, it's like this thing is absolutely massive. You know, it's incredible. Don't and the noise changed yesterday when when all the dubs got in, and it just went from it went from kind of calm, calm, calm. and then before you knew it, the place was electric. Like the noise <laughs> inside there was insane. It was just classic. I think Kerry only brought not only, but say if there were seventy two or three there, I think was there. Yeah, there's probably fifty thousand dubs. I agree. Yeah. twenty two thousand Kerry, and in fairness to the Kerry crowd, they made their they made their voices heard. I thought they were brilliant yesterday. Like when Shawnee that free over, the cheer <laughs> was like, it was like the Dublin know, It was a nice low the, cheer. It was just savage. It's great to be there. Cacoph-
2: the cacophony of noises, though, while Shawnee O'Shea was taking that free was just absolutely magic. There's the booing and the jeering and the anticipation. And then as he strikes it, there's this lull when you watch it back. There's that intake of breath. Where everyone's wondering because he puts the bloody ball 14 yeah. yards beyond the the, the second he hits it, oh. I knew we were under pressure. Like I was hoping. I wasn't saying anything. I heard, I heard through the grapevine that Paddy Anders was happy enough that Sean O'Shea had put the ball in the deck. He was.
0: He goes, leave him kick that. Oh, 100%. Kick
1: that. I, I admit that. I was thinking, not within the conditions, the time of the game, he's nearly 60 metres out. <laughs> and I'm just thinking that he's not kicking that. But there's the little bit you're going he might. But the second, I was hoping literally he duffs it and it gets like 10 yards off the ground and that's it. But the second he strikes and you see it take off, I was like, oh, shit. (laughs) And then you're just waiting on, you you judge by the hill because we're kind of, we weren't behind it, you're kind of seeing it side on, so you don't know for certain but you're looking at the hill because if it's going wide, the hill is going electric and there's not a peep out of him and you just know he's absolutely black spot that like, and that was it. It was like I think it was six minutes or five minutes was added, and he took it into seventy six. You knew that was it. That that was the there wasn't going to be another play. Like talk like twelve years earlier, it was the exact same, the same end, and it was and it was our side, and it started off an incredible decade for for our side and for our supporters and everyone involved in in Dublin GA. And you just get the sense that that, that kick yesterday could have. The symmetry is incredible. <laughs> like You do sense that that could be the straw that broke the camel's back and the dam has burst. They still have to beat Galway, which, which we'll touch on tonight and, and on Thursday at the live show, more importantly. But, but it, was, it was just a, a seismic game for Kerry in the development of that team. And that moment, look, we'll see that kick for 50
2: years. If, if they get the job done.
1: I think even, even if they didn't, even if they didn't, that was just... An incredible moment. Uh, I get what you're saying. Yeah, but like, uh, no, I, I was silent for about three minutes after that. Oh, I can only imagine. He nearly fell off the roof. Of the stand. <laughs> He was jumping. I didn't
0: really go over it at one stage. Did you? Well, it was well, the well, first time point? in uh, of the whole point? day I actually felt warm inside in that Hogan stand. The cold up there was absolute. Tier seven. Tier incredible. seven. Yeah, it's another climate up well,
1: there. Well, carry lads. Like Kerry have taken over the media. It's incredible.
0: Like, <laughs>
1: Donnie is there beside you one minute, then Fitzmaurice is there behind you in the queue, yeah. looking on. Jesus Christ!
2: Danny's commentary Canadian with a, yeah, Danny's commentary with Dave Mack was it Mike Finney yesterday? It was
0: yeah, it was ridiculous. Oh, Dave
1: Mack was, was Dave Mack, Mack
0: yesterday. Um, but you know what, Tommy? We say we you want probably close games to go to extra time, maybe penalties for unbelievable drama. But like, it was unbelievable to settle it after seventy with that big a moment. Do you know what yeah, I mean? Yeah. Like. If, it, if the ref hadn't given the free or whatever and it petered out to a draw and some, someone won by two or three points maybe an extra time, it would still be a great game. But it got the finish. It deserved as well with that unbelievable point. Like that score is iconic now. It's just, it's already, great for Shawnee. Great for Shawnee. Four
1: hours later, it's already iconic. Yeah. You can see the reaction across the board. It's, it's just an incredible, to- incredible bit of skill. And like if you're going to lose a game, to losing in that way, like you've lost to an absolutely phenomenal
2: bit of skill, yeah. And you just got to hold your hands up. It, it was, it was sensational. You mentioned symmetry, Paddy, and sliding doors is a word that I would have thought of as well in in relation to that free from Cluxham in twenty eleven. <laughs> James, in the sixty eight minute I I don't know who I, I said it out loud. I said, Dublin have this. They're done. <laughs> they have it. Kerry are done. I just said it like. Yeah.
0: I'd, I'd say think, a lot of people I,
2: were saying it. I didn't think Kerry would shoot themselves in the foot, but there was just that feeling all game long that even in the build-up you had it, that Kerry just have not proven it yet. And... That was the what question, yeah. They got over the line. Well, what, what were you like then in that?
0: Like, I went in, in the build-up to the game... In the build up he was to the game, quiet at that, I'm telling you. He was quiet was I was he so cold. as a ghost. <laughs> well, in the build-up to the game, I was saying, Kerry can't fall over the line here. If Kerry are going to beat this Dublin team, they have to go with the six, seven points ahead and keep them at arm's length, keep tipping away the points and actually sprint over the line. Because if you fall over the line, the dubs will reel you in. The pressure that was in th- on that field with the crowd and everything and the yeah. score just being, being slowly clawed back is incredible pressure. And what Kerry did as well, which was poor by Kerry, they actually lost their shape completely. Now, Dublin played wide open and Kerry just left two or three forwards up in attack and everyone else was too deep. So whenever they were trying to get the ball out, it was kind of, it was kind of too clustered and they made bad decisions up front then for a little spell and suddenly it's level. But like when Costello got that goal and he had absolutely no right to go for that goal. And I can't speak highly enough of Costello for that because he was playing poorly, to be fair, from his standards. He wasn't playing great. He got the ball. He could have easily chipped the pointing on, right, I'm in the game here. I'll get another one. But he went, he went for it, and he put it on the deck in off the post, an absolutely unbelievable finish. Can I and then it a, was really game on. Can I make a point about that Costello goal? And I don't know if this is ever coached to you, but Podge Collins mentioned
2: it to me a couple of weeks ago. It was coached some underage, under, under twenty one, say hurling trainer Clare. Use the defender as a shield when you're yeah. taking a shot on goal. If the defender steps into the keeper's eye line, bam! And it's like Costello spotted that split second. Use the defender as a shield and into the corner past Shane Ryan. There was nothing to aim at. No.
1: No, there was something to aim at. That's the thing. Like he didn't, okay. he didn't, he didn't, even though he quite far out, he doesn't blast that. He actually hits it with his inset,
0: mm.
1: but he just whips it into the corner. And that's, there was an avenue to aim at. That's why you can lose your composure there. You can snatch at it. You can try and put your laces through. Watch the way he strikes the ball. He actually strikes it with the instep of his foot. He's placed that ball at pace into the corner. And it's, we were right behind it, you know, when they are up at the top of the and stand, it was right in the eye line of it, and it was Dublin needed it. Jesus Christ, they needed it, and um, and that was kind of the spark that brought the back in. But the, the thing that was different, Dub, even though Dublin got back into the game, they're probably on top coming down the stretch. There was still a sense they were struggling for scores.
2: Yeah, they were struggling for scores in the entire game. That conviction the Castles showed wasn't there for a lot of that game. No,
1: no and that's the you're, you think of Dublin in the past where where they they blitz a the team. And they actually did it this year in the Leinster final against Gildare. Within five minutes, they've scored four goals. Like. And that's, that's what you always associate with Dublin, that when the crowd get involved and, and the place was rocking and they're pushing up on kickouts, they can reel off 1-3 or 1-4 or 2-3 in the space of five minutes and take the game away from you in that period. They never did that. They never did that yesterday because you've got to be honest, the firepower isn't there. That's that's the reality of it, and I probably came home to roost yesterday. Particularly without Conor Cullen, you look at the full forward line for Dublin. like Costello's goal is the only score they get. Dean kicks a couple of frees, but doesn't Dean doesn't have a shot from play outside of that. Costello's has a couple of wides. Larkin O'Dell, P- Paddy Small. To be fair, comes on and kicks a point, and he gives some sort
2: of impetus there. But that that Kilkenny, it's Kilkenny really who grabs the ball by the horns.
1: It is, and but Kilkenny's kept very very quiet in the first half, and. and even for him to get, he gets three points in the second half with incredible leadership. And like the, the overriding emotion for me leaving the stadium yesterday, kind of driving home on me own afterwards, was like very proud of the team because they were up against it and Kerry were the better team and Dublin still went all the way to the wire with them. But, but for Kilkenny's three scores, he has to work so hard to get them. Like It was just, there was never a sense that even though Dublin probably had the momentum behind them, they weren't going to reel off four or five points in the spin. Like, So it was, all, it was always, it, despite the opening quarter, I thought it was quite open. And we were like, me and Jimmy were looking at each other, like, this is
2: incredible stuff. Yeah. But then it dies a lot. Like it's it quite low scoring. When it's the 14. black card, it's when the black card kicks in. Yeah. It's like the game completely dies. And I know there's a, there's a level of that, right, where Dublin managed that black card incredibly with the games management there. Yeah, Dublin the only management. scored
1: points in the second quarter. That was but it. That, and and they are but Kerry Kerry looks, looks like great. they're hanging on they are hanging on if Sean O'Shea scores that penalty and it, Kerry goes 7 clear I honestly think like Dublin were hanging on as it was 5 yeah. points down at half time if it goes to 7 like they got a little boost out of it John Small comes back on and they save the penalty there's a little bit of a row that, that kind of gives Dublin a little bit of energy lifts them yeah but, but if that goes in and, and Kerry goes 7 up that, it could have been messy it, yeah. it was honestly going that way because Dublin were really
0: really struggling for it but uh but Dublin, Paddy, Dublin will be kicking themselves because if you think back to the first half, right, kicking into the hill. Fenton had a very bad wide, unlike him. Kilkenny had a very bad wide, unlike him. Costello, same. And they had one other poor one. I forget what it was. Oh, but like, Howard Howard had a bad one outside the boot. Yeah, yeah they eight teams, yesterday. They had, like, they, they were coming in against Kildare 90% conversion. And next thing, they hit this kind of slump in front of the goal in the first half. 58 yesterday. And, but it's different pressure. Too. Really, yeah. It would have really. The, the but those shots the weren't under that much pressure. That would have really dented but Kerry's momentum if those sailed over. I, I couldn't, Paddy, and, I, I, and it was the same in the second half. David Clifford
2: looked bemused once or twice when his when the shots he took went wide.
1: Winder, lads. if you haven't played in Crow Park, you definitely can't see it. Expli- you could see it
2: TV. where I was sitting in the Hogan. It was like the lads. It were... was a miss
1: in the first half, and he has two wides in the second half. Killian Spillane has one as well. Well, what is it? Describe that so, wind like yeah. it's like it's moving. Is it? It's the only open part of the stadium, so. The wind comes in there. Like, we were in the stand at the top of the Hogan There's a wind coming in there. It was, despite the heat. It was a very windy day. And if there's any sort of breeze, it's going Hill 16. And I said this on air with Joe yesterday. Like, it's funny hearing a Dublin player say this, but it's a. I didn't really enjoy shooting into Hill 16. Really? The canal end is where, if there's any wind, it's going down into the canal end. So it's an easier goal to shoot into its shelter. Whereas both teams struggled with it yesterday. Kerry like couldn't really miss in the first half. I think Ganey has their only wide yeah. with his left foot and probably kind of forced it because he, he was on the periphery of the game. Whereas in the second half, there was two or three in a row. Particularly after the goal, Clifford has a, a brilliant flick up off at Simon's. Everything he touched was turned into gold. And that just trails wide and the crowd get another roar. But it, it, it is, it's hard to, if you haven't played there, and you definitely don't get the sense of the TV, but, but it is tricky when there's any sort of breeze shooting at the Hill 16, you can see it again. That's what makes Sean O'Shea score
2: all the more impressive. Like, it's, it's incredible. It was described in the, in the Indo today as the greatest free of all time. Ooh, maybe, yeah.
1: Very soon, it's, it's obviously recently. <laughs> yeah,
2: it's, it's hard to properly dissect that. Like, free, like... Like, like Reno-Neo's equaliser. Like, did we say a couple of weeks ago yeah. there was more pressure on that because it was a, an equaliser? Personally, I think there's actually, it's not like a normal... It wasn't a shot to nothing for Sean O'Shea. I actually think his team had crumbled around him for ten minutes. The Dubs were at them. They were at the trolls. It's, it's
1: funny. I actually thought Dublin needed to win at the normal time. Did you? Okay. Kenny gets. The, uh, Dean Rock taps over the score, and this is the disappointing thing. And, and I don't know if many people spoke about it yet, but I'm without a doubt, Dublin are going to focus on this when they review this game. Petty Small gets a brilliant mark, and it's, it's seventy-three on the clock, mm-hmm. and it's turned out who says something to the ref, and it's brought in, and, and Dean Rock taps it over, but very quickly it's a step that's a step play for, from a dead ball Dublin push up on the kick out and they've timed to get set it's not like it's a health or skeleton they've scored from play and everyone's all over the place it's, it's a free so they've pushed up and I'm thinking like turn this win this kick out win this kick Shane Ryan is under pressure and Dublin they get it off and that this happens two or three times so hard for in that last quarter and I'm thinking a massive thing, and Dublin have focused on this for years, when the shit hits the fan and you're pushing up on a kick out, that stage of a game, you, your man just cannot get the ball. Whatever you have to do, your man doesn't get it.
2: It didn't feel so like the 17 kickout against Mayo.
1: Costello kind of loses a man. I think Scully loses one in the play before that as well. And it's just a pressure release for the opposition. If you're all over the man and you get a turnover there, I mean, the stadium will the fans will nearly score the points. Here. <laughs> it's that much momentum. And that's the one he
0: went long, long before. you got the score out of it. Yeah, I thought that one, was the chance. The one he went long before was the one that James McCarthy broke back. Yeah. And everyone was like, oh my God, James McCarthy. I was like, <laughs> the whole stadium was like lifted. It's so incredible. if Shane Ryan had to go long again, and one of the big boys from Dublin won it like a fence in Kilkenny That's actually a catch from Fent or something. <laughs> oh, <laughs> like, real for the Unbelievable. So to let Kerry off with a short kick go was criminal like, but it was unbelievable. <laughs> Brian Begley to show the bravery to make those five or six runs when you're tired. And it, I think the last ball he got, it kind of bounced very low. Did. You, have to, you have to make a I nice. We we're going to get it. going was like a hand yeah. on it. Yeah, yeah. yeah. So not in fairness, all credit to Brian there, but. Yeah, criminal by Dublin to let the short kick-out
1: go off. Well, lads, I remember f- from the on-playing days, like the focus we put on that, like the energy we got, and we knew just the stadium would react to it. We'd react to it. If we win a kick-out, particularly at that stage of the game, it's like, this is on. Got, like, killed them here. Like, that, that was the mentality. And you could see, if you look back at any of our games, if we win that kick-out, win a steal, it's like the, everyone is just sprinting forward. And That's Dublin would have focused on that, I know for a fact. And but such a big yeah. play. And but the big thing from a from a free kick where you've time to get everyone up the pitch and get into position and they get it off. And you just think, Oh, I thought that was their best chance to win it. I actually won like, the fancy Dublin an extra time.
2: But like looking at that kick out, because it did strike me that Rock took it very quickly, and when he took it that fast, I was like, Okay, the dubs are gonna kill them here. And Comerford is, is way out of his goal, he's covering on the halfway line, yeah. Com- Comerford's doing his job, but it's it's nearly like for the first time in however many years, it just didn't click with everyone at the same time to do it. If one, if one lad loses it,
1: that's it. Yeah, that's, okay. that's,
2: that's what happens. We have got a very big week, week ahead of us. We have got yeah. a road show on Thursday night. <laughs> so we're going to be doing a quick fire podcast this week. So we're going to be going quick fire through some of the incidents in Dublin Kerry in a couple of minutes. We are going to be chatting about Westmead's Talchin Cup victory. They bet Cavan at the weekend. Paddy was there. And he was also there for Galway's win against Derry in the All-Ireland Senior Semi-Final. Just to note as well that New York, a colleague of ours, Paul Murphy, on the Football Pod picked up an All-Ireland Junior medal. Full-back for the Kilkenny team that bet New York at the weekend, three twelve to 1-9. So uh, Murphy got that medal at the weekend. So we are going to be talking about those couple of games in a couple of minutes. We have a couple of questions from the Football Pod listeners. And I just... I'm delighted to announce that we are sold out for our road show on Thursday night. Myself, Paddy and James are going to be in Kilmaco Crooks Clubhouse. We're all... God
1: really we be sold out before it. Dublin lost. Jesus.
2: Before Dublin <laughs> lost and before we even announce our special guest. Yeah. Boys, Michael Meehan is joining us on Thursday night. Oh.
1: <laughs>
2: James, famously you had Michael Meehan in your five-a-side team at the start of the
0: year. I did. And in fairness, I was bang on. You were surprised that I picked him. I was no. pleasantly surprised. He was. Do you mean you are now completely
1: downgraded to <laughs> useless corner forwards compared to this fella when he comes on, on Thursday? Yeah. That's one, all right. That's one of right. the greats. One of the greats. And it's going to be brilliant to get. Galway we haven't been in a final. Is it 22 years since Galway We've been in a final. 21. 20, 2001. 21. Sorry. 20, yeah. 21 years since they've been in the final. Uh, Michael Bean was an absolute superstar. He missed out on that era
0: unfortunately obviously
1: had an awful run with injuries and stuff like that as well. But if you go to get insight from him on what what it's like in Galway now, because there's there's phenomenal momentum behind yeah. behind them. They'll fancy there's chances against Kerry as
0: well to be fair to them and just hear about his own what an incredible,
1: absolutely yeah. incredible player. Jesus Christ. But yeah. yeah, no, I well, forward
0: I'm... to ask him do you know like when Joyce went into that job, it was I'm gonna play all out attacking yeah, yeah, football. Yeah. And somewhere along the line, he said, Do you know what this isn't quite working? Yeah. So that reality bites.
2: I'm, I'm surprised that he would have done that. Do you know what else Porrick Joyce said in his first week in the Galway job in a local interview on in Galway Bay? I think it was in Galway Bay. Win the oh, All Ireland. He was asked what success was and he said, I'm gonna win the All Ireland. Yeah. Success in your first season like, to win the All Ireland. And like
1: that's that's what a county like Galway, I think it's realistic. Okay, at the time, they were probably a bit further back in the pack. But if he's there for three years, mm. like, God, we have unbelievable tradition. And we know they've got good players. Like, so I, I don't think that's as outlandish a statement um, as it's made out to be.
2: It's like, they are a massive county with yeah. massive tradition. And they've got good players. Yeah, so. it's, it's sensational. We're going to be building up to that, the semi final. We're going to be analyzing the game tonight. We're going to be building up to the semi final at the roadshow on Thursday night. Why it's sold out. We will be putting the podcast up for anyone who can't make it on the night. The podcast will probably go up a little bit later in the weekend. It's all ireland hurling weekend, but you can still get your football dose. And then we'll be back next week with another podcast next Monday or Tuesday. So it'll be up Monday night, Tuesday morning. So, uh, you know, loads to come on the football pod. Lads, I was a little bit jealous that I wasn't in between yesterday, I'll be honest. (laughs) But I did get into the Hogan James. And like you mentioned it, that you didn't realize what it was like. Atmosphere wise, the build up. It was absolutely ridiculous yesterday. Mm-hmm. And Paddy, like, well, I don't know if you're going to agree with me here. A lot of it goes down to the Dublin fans. A lot of it goes to the Dublin fans because the atmosphere, the carnival nature of it, the flares in the hill, there's nothing like it. Like, it's just, it's just, I don't know what it is like, but just that no, yesterday was one of the greatest what,
1: uh, what I thought yesterday was, was that, um, there was obviously we're coming off the back of COVID. There hasn't been a sellout in Crow Park for a number of years the last massive sell was the 2019 final it was Dublin and Kerry again yeah. that replay um, so there was just there was a will everyone wants to see Dublin and Kerry I, even though last year both teams lost their semi-final I think they're the two best teams so there was I don't, not just even Dublin and Kerry fans I think the neutrals wanted to see this game because they understand the, the size of the game and, and the occasion as well so I was chatting to a couple of, of ex- Teammates of mine as well who were all heading into the game over the weekend and it was like genuine excitement, like a fan going in, really for the first time since since retiring. Because James is right, but when we played, we were we would actually been quite big on embracing the, the kind of history of Dublin GAA and the seventies team. Jim would have been very big on that and what it meant to represent Dublin and things like that. So. Not in the build, but maybe not like the week before we play Kerry in another in the semi-final the final. We're not going there. That's that's kind of too emotive. But definitely at different stages of the season, we will be very aware and very conscious of what we were representing and 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 up the 70s team and the 70s team is, is Dublin Kerry. That's that's what makes that legacy so big. Um so, so we're always aware of that and he understood that and, and like you said, the privilege of being able to play in it. But yesterday you could just see it. It was like it was probably the first time. In a long time, Kerry were coming up expecting to win the game, and if we're if Dublin fans were being honest, that was kind of in the back of Dublin fans' heads as well. It was kind of like it was like a sense that we need to get behind the team because we've had an amazing decade, but we're up against it today. Yeah, and it was a sense of we're all in this together. We need to try and get over the line together, and that's Dublin fans are look at it. They're incredible. We've had some very special days, and being able to kind of represent them and things like that has been like I say very proud to be able to do that. But but you got the sense yesterday, it was like, we're up against it. Let's just give everything <laughs> players, supporters, everyone involved. And it was very, very nearly enough. But but Kerry had that energy as well. Because even from talking to Kerry people around the stadium and like I say Jimmy and, and, and a couple of ex-players, Kerry lads. There was an, an expectation that this was it? We've we've been out, down the doldrums, they've had our number for a long time. Today is the day to put it right, and th- that was just the mix of both supporters coming in with that. And yeah. you're right, the energy in there it was it was savage so we, being in the
2: middle yeah. of it because, like, yeah, even like the penalty miss and the way the Dublin fans yeah. celebrated it. You know, and it I, have like, no sure you
1: I have no voice. Are you allowed
2: <laughs> celebrating the press box, James? No, I don't know, but that just coming to that, right. You had. I wanted to pick you up on like two or three things at the very start, and I'm not going to go back to them now. I thought you were for anyone watching the pod. James is very humble at the start of the podcast here. Ke- James is wearing his carry top at the minute. <laughs> He's wearing right?
1: a full kit. In He's the press wearing his
2: full carry top. Let's see it. He had a pair had a of boots on him yesterday. There it is, but <laughs> You weren't wearing your carry top in the press box, were you? No, I wasn't. But I didn't that know video, the ending yet. Uh, Ashlyn caught the video of Sean O'Shea's free and spun to you celebrating with poor Paddy's face looking on, <laughs> and it just.
0: It's just. One I of didn't those
1: move a minute
2: after
0: But it, it, you don't know with a game like that, it could go either way. It could go like that ball the Paul Murphy kicked to Clifford last play, yeah. could have been spilled and could have gone down the other side of the field and could have been over the bar in a second. Davy Brown was no. so unlucky there. Was it Davy Brown up? Yeah, up, up Clifford's arse. Like he, I thought it was a clear foul. Watching the replay, he was very unlucky. It was unlucky, but you know what I was thinking. And my seven patty spoke about this after, like the ref. Was, was comfortable giving that free
1: yeah,
0: because of the distance it was from the goals. <laughs> he's not thinking, Kerry here, have Sean Shea who's going to have a go at this. He's thinking, I'll leave this attack play out for a little bit and possibly blow it up. I, I
1: guarantee you, if that is in the D, he would not have given that free.
0: Yeah, I, he I know. He's I, deciding the game. game.
1: <laughs> he's deciding the game and he thinks he's off the hook because it's so far. Yeah. I'm telling you, if that's in the D and the clock is in the red we're in injury time of injury time, he would not have given that free. A yeah, like, no chance. It was a soft free, but... He doesn't have a hand, no. hand in the back, but I think you do not the I agree with you, Tommy. Yeah. In real time, I was going, hmm, that is a free.
2: Yeah, he's unlucky though.
1: The psychology of a referee, yeah. they don't want to decide the game in the, the last... He knows there's no time left. Yeah, And if that's inside, they will give you leeway. They'll give you
0: leeway. But well, Clifford yeah. does very well because he gets his body in between... Davey Byrne in the ball. And just like the Cooper 29 2019 instance, you remember he just gets his body in the way yes. and makes Cooper foul him. Yeah. yeah. Like it's unbelievably so good forward it's play. The strength yeah, is it's so clever. Yeah, it's just excellent forward play. Shield the ball, win it if you can. If not, you'll get your free. Yeah. Yeah. But just to go so back cool. onto the onto the, the atmosphere and everything the last day, like 70 yeah. odd thousand people turned up to that game knowing that there was going to be a game of football played. Like it was going to be kicking it was going to be running it was going to be scoring it wasn't going to be 15 behind the ball on either side and kind of a snooze fest like you know going into Kerry Dublin they are going to go at it the way it should be going at so like that that kind of builds the intensity as well but we're defensive at times they were defensive, but when they're breaking, the ball is being kicked. Yeah. Like both sides want to kick it. Paddy always says about Fenton. Fenton gets it. As soon as he turns, his eyes are up in the top of his head to look for someone like Conor Callahan or Rock or Costello. Like he wants to move the ball with the foot and he's willing to risk it. Mm-hmm. Same with Kerry. Like they were kicking the ball down the line. And if, if you're actually preparing for, say, a Kerry-Dublin game, I think the best training you can actually do is play like 13 asides because there's, there's space everywhere. You have to kick the ball. You have to use your legs to run into the space, get off of the shoulders. That's the way it is in the game. It's not a really clustered match, Kerry Dublin. There's actually spaces Never. to play. Never yeah, like, But you have to be brave kicking and running. Whereas in the games against maybe a Derry or a Donegal style uh, game, there's a lot of hand passing. It's very intricate because there's no space at all and it's a lot of quick ends. It's a completely different game. Yeah. And yeah. you have to prepare so differently. That's why Kerry need to be very careful against Galway obviously yeah. Kerry are going to be favourites if Kerry don't win this game they will be <laughs> they will be incredibly disappointed because it's set up for them to be fair but it's, this change in style is a big big
2: change Massive, and we're going to come to that a little later today and on Thursday night in the Football Pod this is episode 26 of the Football Pod of season 2 of the Football Pod with Paddy Andrews and James Dunne, Who it is brought to you with thanks to AIB proud sponsors of the Senior Football Championship check out hashtag the toughest for more Talchon Cup final result this weekend Westmead 214 Cavan 113 Paddy Andrews is there also there for Derry 1-6, Galway 2-8. And as we've mentioned already, Kilkenny won the junior final three twelve to 1-9. And Kerry bet the dubs in the All-Ireland semi-final for the first time since 2009. nine one thirteen to one twelve 12 With a last-minute Sean O'Shea free. What we're going to do, lads, is we're going to come back with some quick-fire questions on the Kerry-Dublin match. Park that after 10 minutes. Move on to Galway Derry and on to Westmead-Cavan before we park it there and we leave it for Thursday night. We are sold out Thursday night. But I managed to get my hands on two pairs of tickets Ooh. that we're going to give away to some loyal Football Pod listeners over the next couple of days. So, probably on Twitter or Instagram. So, stay peeled to our social media pages at Football underscore GA, and I'll let you know how you can win them if you haven't got them already. We'll be back right after this. Welcome back to episode 26 of the Football Pod with Paddy Andrews and James O'Donoghue. We are getting stuck in to the aftermath of Dublin Kerry. A classic yesterday, won in the last minute by a sensational Sean O'Shea free. This game had absolutely everything. It had, I think, Paddy, you caught, captured it really well earlier on. It was quality, like at the very start. It was like, oh my god, what's going on here? Yeah, first goal with the black card started the second half very poor. The Dubs take over then, and Dublin looked like they're going to run away with it. And Kerry just about hold on. But when I looked down and I saw Paddy Clifford win a man of the match, I was like, really. I watched the match back last night, lads. He was so important in that last Yeah, I
1: can see why he won it. I, I can. I know a few people come up raised eyebrows when we were chatting, obviously, and a lot of people after the game and it was kind of... There's more obvious ones. Obviously, Sean O'Shea's finish. He was brilliant in the first half, but he was... Like, being honest, he was he was very, very quiet in the second half. He kicks the two frees in injury time. That, that winner, he gets what He wins the free beforehand off Lee Gannon. I think it's around the 71st or 72nd minute, kicks it over and then he kicks the winner. Clifford was... One of the most incredible displays in the first half. He was off the charts. McCarthy was just if he if he's not already Dublin's greatest ever player, he's just another string in his bow. Yesterday f- for that, Kilkenny in the second half was exceptional. Um, so so there, were, there was more maybe obvious candidates, but but a massive issue for Kerry in that second half. They lost all shape. Her shape was completely gone. And this is a big challenge that they need to address for the all Ireland in the final against Galway. When it was structured in the first half, that suited Kerry. They had Clifford, Sean O'Shea inside. They party Clifford kind of roaming around. Geney was playing off them. And they Jack Barry, O'Connor and Moran at midfield. And they could launch balls in. It was just very, nearly like training ground stuff. The second, second half of it, and it wasn't anything. Dublin didn't get back into the game by any tactical revolution. Or... I wouldn't say Shawnee Shea or David Clifford were quieter in the second half because their men completely got the better of them. The ball just didn't go up. All their structure was gone because Dublin basically turned around and said, if we don't just go and attack from everywhere, this game is gone. So the structure in the game, it just turned to complete chaos. And it reminded me, I said it uh, to James yesterday, it reminded of when we used to play Mayo. And we always felt that if this is controlled, we have better players than them. We'll, we'll win this game comfortably. But Mayo never let that happen. They just went from everywhere, to cause anarchy, because it suited them, and it just pulled. We, I remember so many times reviewing games against Mayo, and like our whole full forward line is gasping for air in our half back line because we just run three or four lengths of the pitch. And we're going, how does this keep happening to us? But you can't let the guys go. You can't let Higgins or Keegan or any of these guys go. And the same with Kerry yesterday. They couldn't turn around and say, oh, we'll just let John Small or James McCarthy or Lee Gannon go forward. So, and, and Galway are going to try and pray on that as well. Take Kerry out of that structure. So, so that's what happened in the second half. Dublin just threw caution to the wind. And and that, that got them back into the game. The issue with Dublin was, as you touched on earlier, even though they had momentum, they don't have the firepower of previous years. And that's like, we could be really, really simplistic with this. And we probably were last week, but it was general consensus across the board. If Khan doesn't play, Dublin are a completely different team. And that's it's the same with Clifford. If Clifford doesn't play with Kerry, there's just an X factor there, a, a, a figurehead in their attack that's not there, and it just blunts everything else. And Dublin missed that. It was magnified times a hundred yesterday that even when they were on top, they could not get the ball inside. It they was yeah. they, they could not get the ball inside. And that's a credit to Kerry's defensive structure. Jason Foley gets the better of Dean Rock. Thomas Trulham gets the better of of Oslo. So there there wasn't an option in there and, and I said it yesterday Kenny gets the ball, Fenton gets the ball. I know them. I've played with them for 10 years. They the first thing they're looking to do is they're scanning out to in. What's the longest pass I can give here? That's not on. Mm, Okay, what's the next one? That's not on either. Now I've got to give a hand pass. Yeah, We we do not want to do the hand pass. But if the structure's not there and there's not a guy, and that's why Paddy Small was so important, by not doing anything out of the ordinary, by just being an absolute live wire. You're just moving.
0: Yeah, just moving.
1: And the mark he gets in the 74th minute. But that is what Dublin want to do all the time. Fenton looks and finally he goes, there. I've got it. 50-yard kick pass
2: and it's a mark. And Dublin why, just didn't have that really at any stage in the game. There's not many it balls in Because but, I said it to you last week, will they, will they put him in there more so in a left-footed sense and you were like, that doesn't matter. Like, I don't think you were it's saying... not a left-footed
1: anything. thing. It's impact off the bench. Okay. So if you play those 15 guys, is Small one of the best six forwards in that team? Yes, he is. Without Khan, he is. But you need something off the bench. We've said this, and Dublin were accused that last year, and, and rightly so. That was an unbelievably hot day. You had to have guys coming in at 50 55 minutes to give an extra kick, and that's why Scully and Small were kept in reserve. Like, like Lorcan Odell is a young player, and he starts the game. And look, it's a very difficult game for someone at that level, he learned from that, and that's part of where Dublin are at at the minute. But are you telling me like he's better than mine, Scully, he's not. But you need to keep these guys in reserve, and you've seen the impact Paddy Small made. And Dublin needed that. He comes on in forty minutes, but but that's where that's where Kerry were starting to lose complete structure. They yeah. go out of the game, and that's yeah. there's not a lot they can do there. <laughs> that, that's why Paddy Clifford was so important in that area because yeah. Adrian's Balan comes on, Killian Balan comes on. James was nearly having a stroke beside me. Adrian Balan gave the ball away three or four times, and at a at a time in the game where it's like you've just got to have a little bit of composure here because there was space because Dublin were just gone forward like and Clifford we look down and we're nearly laughing going my God we could nearly play ourselves inside in the full forward line it was Clifford with Fitzsimons in the whole Dublin half there was no one else there because everyone else had just gone and you're thinking Kerry just if Kerry played this correctly they'll actually they could run away with this but they were giving bad passes they were turning the ball over they start kicking bad wides and it nearly cost them so
0: I suppose it's so rare Paddy that you actually see that set up in a match like, yeah. oh totally, totally. You know, going down through the years towards the end of a game it would always be kind of wide open to, against anyone you played because fellas would be getting tired they'd be going forward couldn't get back but now teams are so structured that rarely would it get like that it's probably only Kerry and Dublin who do get dragged out of position because they will go for it like that yeah you know but, but that, I, I that's think why, that,
1: honestly that's why I think Paddy Clifford was so crucial at that time yeah. okay he, he's so. the cool head but, and he gets a hand pass to the score that Kerry keep the ball for nearly four minutes and it was like I was smiling to myself. I was like, I know that play. <laughs> we yeah, have done yeah. that play for you, know, for do you notice, years. It's it's
2: brilliant play. And it's so demoralising for the opposition. Do you know the score he kicks off his left? He is one of the boys who turn over Kilkenny when Dublin were on the attack that time. There's four Kerry lads. There's Graham yeah. O'Sullivan, Begley, White and Paddy Clifford. Potty ends up at the end of that attack to put it over the bar. Lads, mm-hmm. going to go quick fire through these, all right? So James, coming yeah. to you on this one. Are these all Kerry-based questions probably, are they? No, they're not. There's a good balance, but there's about six of them and I want to get through them. So let's be quick with the answers, okay? David Moran's pass for that goal. Very similar to the arc of the ball that was sent into Kieran Donahue, maybe a little bit further back, a little bit further out. Ganey, I think, gets touching touch it, leads to the yeah. goal. They pushed it. Are we going to see more of that against Galway, given what we saw Armagh do to Galway?
0: I, I don't think Kerry will force it like that against Galway. Against Dublin, the opportunities are there to put it in because it might be 2v2 or 3v3. he loves peeling off and feeling that or touching it down for someone. Against Galway, I'd imagine there's going to be a lot of bodies in there. Yeah. I real. don't think Kerry are going to force ball in. I do think it's a weakness by Galway, especially probably on top of the keeper. On top mm-hmm. of Gleeson, he doesn't really want those balls coming on top of him. But I can't see Kerry forcing the long ball. I think they'll play it a bit, bit cuter against against Galway. Okay. Did you Just one last one on that.
2: Did you see David Clareford freaking out just before halftime when he was one-on-one and the ball just didn't reach him? I don't yeah. know whether
0: it was potty, didn't give it to him. No, it wasn't potty. It wasn't potty. I think potty. it, it, was... yeah. it, you know it, w- it would have been a David Moore pass and outside yeah. of the right to the Cusack and kind of back around, coming back around, it and on. it was a goal chance. It was on. But like, yeah. unless, unless you do that in training, Paddy says it with Jim Gavin, you fall back to the level of your training. Unless you're playing that open football, which let's face it, teams aren't playing in training because it's so rare then you don't actually look for that pass as often. Yeah. Okay. Uh, Patty, I want to come to James for the start of this one and then come to you on it.
2: <sighs> Comfort for lying down after the penalty was given. Right. So yeah. Uh, referee blows the whistle. Come to James. Referee blows the whistle. Comfort has the ball in his hands. He doesn't hear it. He's tearing out with it. He gives a hand pass. He looks fine. You <laughs> see the behind the go camera. He lies down. I'm not going to dress this up with any bullshit at club level training, whatever conversations I had. What's what are we going to do? If they get momentum, we're going to lie down and hold our heads. Yeah. Happens in every club team around the country. Okay, James, were you frustrated looking at Comerford three minutes for Sean O'Shea to take that penalty? Like, are you no, frustrated uh, with Comerford? Are you frustrated with
0: the referee, or what? What is your take on that? At the time, my concern was for Shawnee because you're standing over a penalty. There's seventy-two thousand people watching you, just staring at you. What are you going to do? And the time is ticking by, ticking by. Every every second is like five seconds. And as it goes on, you're getting more and more nervous. So I wasn't really thinking about Comerford. I was thinking about how Sean will be taking this penalty after such a long wait. Because with every second, it gets harder, trust me. But after kind of seeing it back, Comerford has this unbelievable game management. He's, uh, they've obviously talked about it. He's so good at it. Now, we can praise him and say he did the right thing for his team. 100% he did. He wasted four or five minutes. Small is on three minutes. The penalty is saved. Small is on. It's twofold brilliant. He he, he messes up <laughs> with Shawnee's head, and he gets Small back on. So in that, case, here, in that case, it was brilliant. But there has to be going forward some sort of a stop on that clock if a fella's out of a black card. The,
1: the only way around us, and we actually praised one of the, if you listen back a couple of weeks back when Throne lost to our man, the qualifiers, one of the only things they did well in that
2: entire game was they managed to black card. Where we praised around. Galway too. We plays Galway in a game as well. That's
1: like, what, what? Of course that happens. What you expect them to do? You want to jump up and let Kerry have as much time with the ball when they're down to 14 men? Like, like honestly, like, piss off. Like, what?
0: What are people... No, but it should be taken out. It should be taken out. Oh, the, dire- the
1: referee, yeah. and the player, if he's simbin is out for 10 minutes of play. Not when the clock has stopped. Yes. The simbin is stopped. Simple. That's that was the rule. Like, what, that's what the rule of women's football. That's ruling women's football. But and it's twice. It's so easy to, to remedy. Like, of course, teams, if you say 10 minutes of play, like the ball, even if there's no you know, gamesmanship or whatever you want to call it, the, the ball's probably only going to be in play for four or five minutes. So half the time is gone anyway. If you really want to punish a guy for giving a black card and be serious about defense, he's out for 10 minutes of game time, which might be you can waste as much time as you want, but he might end up missing 25 minutes in a match. But until that happens. Every single team is going to do that. You don't win the All-Ireland by being nice, simple. So no problem. And I'd say this if it was Shane Ryan down the other end, I'd be saying the exact same thing.
0: Like, yeah. well, I don't you know, think anyone, nobody's criticising Comerford. If anything, people are saying Comerford was so clever there. Yeah. But yeah. it does It does expose a bit of a flaw. In oh, totally. But we are just saying it all year, lads. It's, yeah, it's, yeah, exactly.
1: Yeah. It's flawed and GA will fix it, which is good in a way that... It usually takes a couple of these things for them to go, oh, okay, we've got that one wrong again. Here's a way we'll fix it. But yeah. I, I think that there should be a sin-being clock. If you're off, you miss 10 minutes of game time,
2: not 10 minutes of just... Normal. I think it's actually been agreed to go through twice at Congress and it's been blocked by some sort of weird delegation. Yes. And just, yeah. So whatever's it's, going on there...
1: absolute
2: bullshit. There you go. They, Does they, anything
1: they, ever get through that conversation? These are the same <laughs> fellas giving out about it now, like really
2: yeah. <laughs> Fatty, in real time, in real time, when Sean O'Shea pulls on the rebound, did you... T- now, you obviously had a very good angle above it. I thought you he probably the- went for it, yeah. 100%. No, no, not that he should have went for it. Did you think that he might have been gone? Do you think he might have no. got sent off? No.
1: No
2: chance. Okay. And I've seen people saying... There's a no slow-mo chance. version of the replay where his left leg catches him in the head. Uh, people- the
1: ball is there. I actually... I was dreading it because Evan saves it and then it kind of hits his knee or something and it comes back out to Sean O'Shea and I was like, oh, it's he's a- going to score a rebound. It's he's 100% a- entitled to go for that. One... Without a shadow of a doubt, there's no, I don't think there's any foul play there. He's got to go for it. Evan is unbelievably brave to save. It. He gets a bang in the head. I get that. I've had a bad bang in the head myself.
2: I understand that. Yeah. In that instance, um, no, he's got to go for the ball. Okay. I no, no issue with that. Quick fire, James, can you describe David Clifford's performance yesterday?
0: First half. Is Mercurial. <laughs> like, some of the points he got. My favorite point, without a doubt, was over in the Cusack extend where he gets it. He turns quickly, so he faces Lee 1 and up. He pretends to go left towards, uh, towards the goal and cuts back on the right and shows unbelievable strength to actually take a solo and a hop, to cut back in again, like at a complete right angle and then chip it over with his right leg. Was that the one right before halftime? Yeah, it was the last point he got in the first half. Oh my God. Every fast, Everyone, they weren't even clapping. They were just kind of looking around laughing at each other because it was just absolutely brilliant. That said, he, he has another gear again. He has another gear. And this yes. Galway final is going to be set up for him. He's been building nicely. He was good against Mayo, but we knew there was a kick in him. He was excellent against Dublin. There's another kick in him. I hope that Kerry can get him enough ball against Galway to, to really see him get those, get those unbelievable scores. Because okay. some of them are just reckless. Paddy, James McCarthy, you mentioned earlier, if he hasn't cemented
2: his status, he's the greatest Dublin player of all time. He has, he, he, You know, he's up there. You mentioned pride watching the manner in which Dublin clawed that game back yesterday, and it came so yeah, close. It was, to it. And it really, it really felt like that. Can you can you put into words what the hell McCarthy is to that team?
1: I, I, look, I don't think it's just him. Um, but, but yesterday he was kind of nearly the standout guy. I had a massive time for for what Mick Fitzsimons did in the second half as well. He's he's thirty four years of age. Twelve years ago or eleven years ago, he was marking Gooch in the twenty eleven final. So he's been the absolute man for over a decade, taking out the top guy and marking, marking the cliff when he's in that form under space and you're are 34 is not easy. But you get some unbelievable turnovers in the second half when he's up against it. Clifford scores four or five points and you're thinking, but just the mentality of him. Kilkenny as well has been well marshalled in the first half. Morley's all over him. Kerry have obviously targeted him. as Look, as you'd expect, he's, he's an absolute key player for Dublin. And that was my my big thing. Like Dublin, this is not... This is not the best ever Dublin team. That's just the reality of I it. And mean, you've seen that over the last kind of 18 months. But, nearly just, and like I said, without a massive tactical change, that game is gone from Dublin. Like, they're being totally wiped at half-time and they're thinking, you're fearing for it. And these guys just come out. Like, James McCarthy has eight Ireland medals. Fitzsimons has eight Ireland medals. They were playing in that second half like they're going for the first. It was, it was like, I was shaking looking at the guys and I'm fortunate enough to, Played with them for years and they'd be friends of mine. But they're still, that makes it even more. Just so, so proud of the guys. Like, um, And that's what it was hard for. Like, I, Honestly, I was as gutted after that match as, like, we didn't lose many big games. We were fortunate, but like, 2014 would be one of the biggest defeats I was ever part of. I'd say it was nearly as good as yesterday for those lads, just looking at Macar and, and Fitzy and, and those boys there. Was it worse than last year against Mayo? Yeah, I think it was because there was a sense of the inevitability with that Mayo game. Dublin were just, they were on fumes. Like, they were absolutely on fumes. That defeat and then how the spring went and and just being totally written off across the board. And look, there was question marks there. It was like, have the wheels completely come off this team? And it's easy for, for Macker and these guys to say, look, we owe no one anything. We've done everything. We've won everything in the game let's just ride off in the sunset. But they come back to the well yesterday. And I mean, that takes stones to do yeah. that. Like yeah. when you know you're up against that, and that's what yesterday was like, uh, I was emotional. I was, It was good. Jimmy will tell you, he was looking at me laughing at me. <laughs> but for, I just couldn't
2: praise them enough. Um okay. it was incredible to watch. Yeah? James, last word on that Kerry performance yesterday. I didn't get the sense looking at you, celebrating it, that you weren't feeling like you sh- you should be, that you wanted to be down there like that it was okay being there in the press box yesterday or was it, or did you find it tough
0: no I was fine I've asked you this a
2: couple of times now this year because I've been expecting <laughs> you to break but you haven't <laughs> I'm trying to do Thomas Niblock on there and make him cry <laughs> exactly.
1: had a good chat with Tommy Niblock there on Saturday at the game actually we were having a good laugh about it. he's like he didn't try up.
2: and get you on the pod no he's
1: like Oprah Winfrey he is he has, it just brings <laughs> the guests in and they all start crying he's
2: unbelievable I can't wait till he gets the wolf on yeah oh, Jesus two hour special James, what did you feel looking at that the way they got over the line yesterday? Because you were you were such a part of that team up until last summer.
0: I suppose no, like, similar to what Patty's saying, like I was just absolutely delighted for the boys because obviously there has been some horrible losses, like the, the Cork game when Marquine gets the goal, you got the Tyrone game after extra time. You know, we had a couple of close calls against Dublin. The 2019 draw was was a game we left after us, you know. So there have been those moments, but it was a coming of age game for the boys. And like Ganey has been soldiering on that team for so long. Stephen O'Brien, David Moran, like these fellas have been around forever and they're still at it and still performing at the top level. And I think that the final is going to suit those boys even more, probably in that Dublin game. Really? Like the pace was incredible in that game. Whereas I think the Galway game will be more of a kind of an experience based, tactical based game rather than a helter skelter carry Dublin game. So that's I think always the
1: best chance to win it.
0: Yeah, well, it is is going to be like that. It is going to be like like that. Is it Galway 2000 or is it Galway
2: 2001 when they absolutely blitz me after me blitz Kerry? That is what we're going to come to. So we're going to move on to Derry Galway right now. Paddy, first question. Conor McCluskey's performance. Was it the defensive performance of the weekend? It was top class because we know the most impressive thing, Walsh goes for him a few
1: times. And we've seen how elusive Shane Walsh is, his power, his speed. He kind of stops and starts. And McCluskey matches him stride for stride all over the pitch, near hand tackling, Walter trying to push him off. His strength, his balance, no fouls on him. It was it was a brilliant performance. Chrissy McKeag just another Rob Finerty. I'll take him. Absolutely wipes him out of the game. Brilliant, brilliant displays from both of those guys. And look, they've been like that all year. So McCluskey, yeah, he's kind of got under the right. It was kind of Rogers and McKeag. But his performance on Shane Walsh on Saturday was, was phenomenal. Look, the big, the elephant in the room was, and we said it, half-time, Comer was the man. And Rogers, Rogers kicks two points in the first 10 minutes. You're thinking, right, he has Comer in the back foot, but you could see already before half-time when Comer started going at him and, and bringing him in close to goal, he was getting the better of him. You're thinking, would you just take the risk of putting McKay over on him? And they'd never change it. And look. Massive mistake. You, they, that, that's a regret they look back and go "Would McKay, does, does Comer score those two goals in the second half if McKay goes on him
2: you felt that in real time did you
1: yeah, yeah Conlon actually said it to me at half time he, he had said it he goes I'm, I'm worried about that one that, was that was that because of Comer's point just before half time yeah McComer gets two points in the first half and he, yeah. he couldn't be the only goal we don't score for 21 minutes and you're thinking this is textbook dairy and he just gets them back in it and but he was the one guy before who was winning his battle there, yeah. and you're just thinking if they snuff him out, there even though Derry are not doing anything up front, which we knew would be an because issue.
2: Derry had Derry went 21 minutes too without scoring in the first half.
1: Well, Derry only score a point in first play, half, in the, a yeah. point from playing the second half. They scored six points, and look, we we said from right from the get go that we felt that was going to be an issue for them. And uh, to be honest, being in there at the game, there was an incredible atmosphere. But once Comer gets the
2: goal and it goes one seven to four. That was it. Forget it was a brilliant goal. It was Conor Callahan versus Mayo-esque. But both,
1: both the goals. Well, well, it's... Look, I think you can't... John Daly's kick pass inside. We we said it. It's like, you need to... When you're playing against a blanket defence and organised defence, either you, either you move really, really fast or the ball moves really, really fast. That's how you break it down. You've got a probe and John Daly hits that kick pass in. It's a 30-yarder and it's... Out of, out of that pass on. even though they have 12
2: guys back inside their 45... They get a one-on-one with Comer and he does the rest. Um, Bailey did the same thing in the first half to set up a Comer point. Punch yeah. punched the blanket. He, he
1: was exceptional. Galway, Galway were very impressive. Comer's the match winner though. And, and for they to look back and go, what if?
0: But I, like, when they're inside in the meeting and they're going matchups, like uh, I I think that McKay would have nearly been like, I'll take Comer. Like, Comer is the... I was surprised one that one can is get there. 2-2. Comer's the one who can get 2-2. Shane Walsh can get four or five from outside. affinity can get probably two or three, but the only fellow with the realistic goal threat who's going to actually be the game winner is Comer. And they just got, I think they just got that. that, I would have looked at uh,
1: McCluskey on Finnerty just with the size and that sort of things. Possibly McCaig on Comer, but then Rodgers is going to struggle with Shane Walsh. But Shane Walsh is out the pitch and that suits Rodgers being out the pitch. So look, I didn't have the matchup that way. Two of them were nailed on. The, were like the Watties. two
0: main ones the two main ones we Barry said here were, were, were Walsh and Comer the two main ones were Walsh and Comer and then it, it was kind of whoever you have left I was surprised and that's why Finnerty way. was playing so well kind of but like Comer is now he, he's nearly favourite from player of the year like he he's an outstanding player like he got 2-2 two, two from play the, the, in who's going
1: to pick him up in the final Foley or Tom Sullivan
0: Foley yeah Tom Sullivan will be on Shane Walsh Foley on Comer and like Foley on Comer
2: like Foley I thought was, was very good yesterday again solid he's in that system he had a couple of big
0: moments in the second half this but is Col- going to be a massive massive test for Foley like yeah. Comer will ask the
1: that defence that Conor Callahan would have asked
0: exactly. yeah he's
1: going to stay in he'll be direct he'll be an absolute handful and he's a
0: target but to Hurley or Hurley for Cork is kind of similar as well Foley's marked him a couple of times early on in his career he had a little bit of trouble with him but yeah. he kind of he kind of filled out more. Jason filled out more and he's kind of able to deal with that type of player now. So it'll be, that'll be a huge okay. battle for Kerry. Huge. Well, if if Comer, Foley comes out on top there, it's almost a
1: different kettle of fish to Hurley.
0: He is, he is, he is, he is. But he's similar kind of stocky and power. He's, a, he's, he's, a, he's probably better now. He's a bit, or... bit more of a bulldog, I think. Yeah. Yeah. A bit more. Uh, Comer's a bit closer to Kieran
2: Martin than he is to Brian Hurley. Ciarán yeah. <laughs> Martin, actually. Yeah, very similar. Um, Okay, I want you both on this. Can Derry go to another level in 2023? Yeah. Like McGuinness and Gallagher brought Donegal from 11 to 12. That's what I'm asking. Because this did feel like it had shades of... I know the comparison was made, the 4-2 scoreline in the first half of Dublin, Donegal and 11. But it has felt like this is year one of that project. Year two, obviously.
1: I think it's success for Derry next year, win Division 2, get into Division 1 and try and defend the Ulster Championship. I don't think... T- we said from right from the get go to win the All Ireland, I don't think they have the scoring power. Nothing changed for me from seeing them on, on Saturday night.
2: But the donegal Yeah, I suppose Donegal had, had,
0: had, had Murphy and McFadden, yeah. McFadden. And McGurf. And McGurphy was
2: a kid. And you're looking like day, getting
0: her
1: yeah. and Noel Auckland have had, had amazing seasons, but they wouldn't I, I don't think they're in that bracket yet. But look, look, this is the time they need to bring through younger guys as well. They've got what a phenomenal base they've got there. Yeah. The energy around that county, the crowd was incredible. They've got one of the best coaches in the game and they've got some outstanding players and they've got some outstanding lessons over the last three months. How to win tight games. They'll improve from that. There's an energy. They will be mad for out. I'm telling you. They, they're not going away. Okay, they'd be disappointed with the semi-final, but they're going we Can't wait for the McKenna Cup in January. We can't wait to they will tell we're gonna blitz division two. We need to get into division one. That's how we're gonna improve as well. So I think that I expect it to improve. Will they be back in another and semi-final? I think other teams are gonna improve as well. But it's it's, it's so open
2: again, <laughs> you it, know. It, whatever it happens, is, but, class,
1: but that's that's the exciting thing. We said from day one of this this season when we recorded the first pod that teams needed to stand up and and, and challenge the old guard, challenge the likes of Mayo, challenge the likes of Dublin. Galway, Galway and Derry have done that so will Derry get back it, it, will it be an honest to next year I don't know but I think they'll improve as a team and they'll take some phenomenal lessons out of it but the the
2: firepower issue I, I've always said it. I don't think you can win the All-Ireland playing that defence I agree and whenever no, we no. mentioned on the pod it was put to us that Derry scored 118, 116, 312, 513 but I think those questions were always still there it's not the same no. but you know
0: what Derry do in fairness and this has been their unbelievable tactic when they're breaking out from defense, they stop and turn. Basketball. Wait for everyone to get into their yeah. position. Basketball. And then they go like you're never going to score that much doing that. Like you get a bulk of scores by going as fast as you can and delivering the ball as quickly as you can and getting off the, the yeah, receiver. It's but so, it's so everything.
1: structured. Like, it's so structured, which is but that's why they've been so successful. That's why they won receive, the altar, Yeah.
0: It's see, a, there's nothing to there's no surprises at the memory. defense. The defense know exactly what you're gonna do after the first five or six attacks. You can see it's go away. You you could see the go with sweepers
2: very quickly in the first half, maybe 15-20 minutes in. Clue first, into what first was play,
1: McHugh yeah. and Kieran Molloy drop in. You know, you know what they're doing. Like, yeah, that's yeah. that's the thing. It, it it will get you to a point, but you're going they were nowhere before this, so they've yeah. they've jumped the gun so much, they've yeah. won the yeah. championship. So, so they've been an all around in so that's Phase one of this. The next yeah. phase, there needs to be some element of jeopardy or in their attack or kind of stardust or a bit of unknown because it, it, it's it's too structured an attack that you're not going to get over the biggest teams. Yeah, what it's about some- Funny, that some- the biggest risk they take in their play is insane. It's the goalkeeper? Mm. It's like it, it's quite structured. It's so controlled everywhere, and then they have a goalkeeper sprinting out the goal. In my opinion, they like nearly getting in the way of, of attacks. Like that was just, that's an insane risk to take. It's just, it kind of goes against everything else. And look, it just didn't, it didn't work on Saturday. And
2: they were always fearful of it. Yeah. And it kind of was teetering on the edge. But, but there's, yeah, there's been times where it's been, and the word Joe Malloy has used a lot is innovation for the sake of innovation with keepers, right? There's times when they're in the way and there's times when it's worked really well.
1: I don't agree with it. I definitely don't agree with when it's actually a goalkeeper. And goal. Ethan Rafferty is a different proposition because he's actually a forward and he brings pace and he brings penetration to attack. Yeah. Kick scores. Niall Morgan, to be fair as well, can kick scores. I don't like begging going up. I don't think begging offers absolutely anything to an attack. I don't want my goalkeeper to run 90 yards up the pitch and hand-pass the ball five yards sideways. What is the point of that? And so many goalkeepers, it's like it's nearly the norm now. Oh, everyone's doing it. I'll go forward as well. Go forward if you were actually going to add positively to the attack. Do not come up the pitch like Orlon Lynch the other day. And my God, he like he was struggling to solo the ball. It, it was just hard in your mouth. And then
2: it was coming, yeah.
1: Like he was absolutely gassed running back. He was knackered. He was like, he was nearly walking back. It was just, it was like th- this is not the right thing to do. If you're an outfield player and you're brilliant. I can see why you might do it that you're going to add to the attack. But too many goalkeepers are coming with the pitch, getting in the way, and it's just like they're offering absolutely zero to the attack. And, and Saturday was the absolute poster
0: yeah. child for that. The only thing, in fairness or Lynch, I don't think he wanted to be doing it. Like, he was under strict instruction. Like, he was being I don't know how you could be. Line, and he was saying... Get up there, or you know, come late. Like, and he was kind of almost going, are You sure? do I actually have to do this. I don't like, think he was comfortable at all. Like, it was just didn't look look at it.
1: by day. God, he did not look it even before the goal.
0: But, like, I, I think you're right. A lot, of, a lot of goalkeepers are being hung out to dry in that situation because, yeah. as you said, the manager sees someone else do it, so they say, Our goalkeeper can do that, and then they're Dude, not comfortable if, and like, it can upset everyone.
1: It. If you're gonna do it, put it outfield or go.
0: Did you see Gallagher We're lose the back
1: head back in the cake. of the cake? Like
2: McKay has been sensational yeah. all year, but he did the exact same thing that he did in the quarterfinal. He took a shot from the right, and I've seen him score that before in previous years. He curls it in. Gallagher lost the shit. Yeah. Lost it. Um, lost. Line of the weekend, this came from Joe Brawley. line of the weekend, Cork Joyce on Hawkeye malfunctioning. It goes <laughs> to show that machines are only human. <laughs> Patty, the lift that it gave go away at the start of the second half. There's no getting away from it. Like it felt like it was, uh, you could hear the roar. I was on the way to a game, you could hear the roar coming through the radio, and it was like, Wow, that's it gonna was, give them a psychological boost. It
1: was a score, and that's why it was so odd. It was like at the time, it looked like everyone in the stadium, it looked like a score. The Galway fans on the hill were celebrating, which is again, it's always a telltale sign. The umpire was so definitive and giving it, and no Derry player even. It's challenging. It. Don't worry if, if even a sniff are going wide goalkeepers give it a big one, it was like such an obvious score. And then they might want to get called back for Hawker. You know, obviously they run don't run call down. the ref back unless. And it's given wide. You can see going, the line was off, though, couldn't you? You're going like, Jesus, that that's surprising. Now Everyone's kind of like, Oh, okay, it's a bad miss from Shane Walsh. And then just as the halftime whistle goes, obviously the press box you have RT on the TV as well. RT show replay of it, and it's like. Absolute stone wall over the bar, and the whole stadium knew. And you know they're lucky in a way, right? Imagine that's in real time, and there's not half time. A minute later, and they. At the
2: end of the game, you mean?
1: Or if it's the the end of the game, and they win, (laughs) it's like, and they win by a point, and they're celebrating, and they're going like, "What the hell is going on?"
0: There would have been war. Yeah, so but even it, like,
1: it, it would have been they like... To get away with it. They kind to get away with it, but I'll tell you one thing, and it was there, Conor Glass scores a point. That's the thing. Yeah, And, and, and Hawkeye it. shows it, and it, it's inside the post, and every dairy fans cheer, and then it comes up, Neil, <laughs> like the whole, the credibility of the entire
0: Hawkeye system is in question now. Shot, yeah, 100%. No. But Was it Conor Glass's one was in the first half as well? Yeah, it was. It was, about was about about 10 minutes. Not, why didn't they go back and look at every shot that was... Hawkeye wide then so true. But right, why do they only do Shane Walsh's and not do Conor Glasses? but, but yeah. the thing
1: the Conor Glass the, the Hawkeye
0: replay comes up and it's inside the
2: post
1: yeah. and everyone cheers in the stadium and then it goes Neil it's like it should have <laughs> been it should have been tagged
2: on as well Um, Talchon Cup final Paddy the celebrations afterwards were just...
1: Well, you gone down to Westmead, lads. The, the absolute endorsement player. for it.
2: It was savage. It was class.
1: Three but days they've been on the beards. Phenomenal scenes.
2: The, the the contrast in the, I suppose... Uh, now, I, I didn't think... I thought Gary Gal- Galway was intriguing. Even watching my second half, found it... I found it uh, I didn't think it was, it was a that very bad.
1: interesting game. Like but I said,
2: wonderfully curious. It was very, very enjoyable. westmead Cavan game was a cracking game of football. Like the yep. skill on show... James, as David Clifford played the ball across to Stephen O'Brien, had you from knowing O'Brien for years? Did you think Stephen O'Brien was going to pull on a first time when he picked the ball clean off the ground? The way that Lorcan Dolan did for Westmead and stuck oh, down in the top what corner. You to? uh, what? Like, what? The, does Stephen O'Brien have that in his arsenal to do that?
0: He does. He does. Actually, I remember I we were training one time and do you know the way you going? You'd be through on goal and you were very good at the paddy, you'd always look for the fella coming in late for the hand pass across the goal and tap it. Like, yeah. So steve was coming in one day down the line in training and he hand-passed the ball down to my feet and i go to volley it because it was so low. Obviously, skied it <laughs> and he lost the plot going, the volley is never on, the volley is never on. So I think that if that came across to Steve-O, he would have had to pick it up because if he ever swung a leg, he'd never live it though. Okay. Some fellas just, they like, try and trust it, pick it up, fist it over the bar, get it's the shot. Starting out.
1: down the middle, they, as they call
0: but it. I'd say if, if it does come across you like that, you have to have a go. It was some the, finish from Dolan. There. Dolan's yeah. finish. Sensational. Yeah, it was. It was classic affairs. It If it. That, the quality of that game was very high. It was yeah. like, to see the intermediate, the, you know, a second tier, like, Unbelievable to be to get that there out in Croke Park. and the Kilkenny the Kilkenny game was was excellent as well. The second yeah, half of
1: that Kilkenny game goal was like watching Real Madrid. Like. It, was, it was like it <laughs> was, was like a step like, over and I was like, oh my god, this is phenomenal. It was like three, three Salmon Salmon of soccer, soccer. Like, uh, but now for for Cavan, I tipped them. They'd be disappointed. They'd be disappointed. They they get a lucky goal, Park Faulkner's goal, and it gets their noses in front. It was a cagey enough game. Yeah, and um, and once the, they're two points up with ten minutes to go and. The Thomas Gallagher incident—it's a red card. I'm sorry, it's not intentional. He like, goes okay, into burying, but once um, I think it was Ron O'Toole, turns. Yeah, it's dangerous. It looked really bad actually. Yeah, it? because it was right again. It was right in front of us. And I think it was Ron worse on, real time. Yeah, Ron O'Toole was actually all right. He gets up and there's no no injury. But it, I thought, but like, Patty, you I thought it was like, a red to be to be on this this day and age.
2: You, you have to be careful, and that could have been a lot messier. Can I ask you about that for a second? Because I know it's slightly different, but Morgan catches you in the jaw. You break your jaw. I, like we've spoken about it before, the impact that would have had in you for for weeks. We saw what Greg McCabe missed time on a shoulder in the quarterfinal, and was kind of we forgot about it because of the melee and the incident that happened afterwards. Yeah, but he yeah. nails the man in the head. Adrian's yeah. plan yesterday. I looked. I thought it was harsh in real time, but he catches Gannon in the wrong way, and he's rightfully booked. Lads are so. Uh, I know.
0: Adrian's plan's one was nothing in it. Really, that,
1: we we both at the time it was like it looked bad in real time, and we're going, he could get he could get the line here. Yeah, it's actually, when you see the replay of it, okay. We we thought he'd put actually his elbow up and caught him, but he hadn't. He, okay. So, his plans was all right. It's just you're you're running the risk when you go in to, to bury a fella like that, and look, we like the physicality of okay, like football, I get all that, but like sport is kind of moving on. We've seen it in rugby as well. You, you can do Serious damage with the big instance, obviously, with John Small and On McLaughlin last year's all in semi final. Guys can get a ser- these guys are big, bloody players. Yeah. And if you're coming in full tilt and the player doesn't see you coming, it's great. If you catch him on the shoulder, it's okay, it's just a big hit. But literally, milliseconds he turns and you catch that's because Morgan's one with me that actually doesn't even look that bad, but I just turn my head and your jaws gone, good luck. <laughs> so, yeah, so for that referee's kind of looked at there's a bit of responsibility. There. I think I think you have to, it, it might seem harsh because it looks like Gallagher, it's it's not intentional, he's going into burying, but in, in a kind of fair way, shoulder to shoulder. And, and O'Toole just turns, So a red card. Cavan from two points up, they, they just struggle for the last 10 minutes. They're probably still going to get away with it. I think they'll be more annoyed with Kieran Martin's goal, is brilliant, but Cavan defensively are looking at yeah. that goal. They'd six lads there. You go and Kieran Martin is
2: not. Kieran Martin is not the Kieran Martin who's doing in 2016 from, Yeah, it's
1: not from, from <laughs> seven or eight years ago. He's not Jack McCaffrey Like <laughs> he should not be getting through in and audience. It's a brilliant goal, but yeah. Cavan will be looking. They about five goals to take him out, and they don't. And that's ultimately the score. It's a brilliant score to win it. And you know what? The scenes after you could see Cavan were devastated. Westmead were like you've even seen on the pitch, it meant so much to them. And subsequently, you've seen the last couple of days, the celebrations. It's savage. It's class. The Delta Cup has been a massive success. There's still things to improve on it. Get rid of that bloody northern-southern section. Let teams play each other. Yep. But as a first go at this, it's been a success. The players clearly love it. Supporters love it. Massive cabin crowd, massive Westmead crowd. It's here to stay. And the players
2: have been crying out for it. And it's been, to be fair, a success in year one. Yeah, 100%. Um Last like Ron two performance yesterday, he's man of the match. Five points, exceptional. Sam McCartan kicked the point off his left, off his right, off the deck. The quality on show was was brilliant. Even defensively, I thought um Westmead were just exceptional across the board. So well done to them. Enjoy the team holiday, and I think the progression. Yeah, wow. to get a team holiday. I think it's like worth sixty, something like worth sixty k. I'm not, I'm not fully yeah. sure about that. <laughs> <but> <laughs> something like that? Yeah, it's
0: it's, it's, it's unbelievable. Yeah, it's class. Yeah. Um, and I think Plus, yeah, they're imagine... skipping into the into the national league next year. Same exactly.
1: They'll be looking at Division 3 Let's yeah. Rob
2: home of this Get up to Divisions And yeah. have a call At the Leicester Championship as well After we're, we're nearly finished here boys
0: is Unbelievable
2: We're nearly finished here boys Just to mention uh Quickly James Did you back Calvin or Westmead last week? Westmead Alright okay So me and you He's were both lying.
1: He's lying to your Two face. for
2: three Paddy was one for three I was three for three Just to put it out it's there disaster. Um, Fancy football I'm actually top of the leaderboard I'm a point ahead of James Patty, you're not far off, but you're third position. Connor uh, I got
1: me any points? Third, third from three.
2: <laughs> we are like, but we're still, even though I'm top, we're I still, still have like... They still
1: as captain, do they? Really?
2: I think so, yeah. We're still like 60th. I'm like 60th in the in the actual league. Niall Hassan is leading the way. 1,255 points. Kieran Kenrick is behind them. Ollie Donnelly in third. A couple of quick fire questions, right? Nicholas Stone in Boston. Patty, if you, you could have brought, this can be quick, Patty. if you could have brought one recently retired double player back for yesterday's game in their prime who would it have been? Mannion, so. no, it would be useless. Mannion played Dublin with one. And can I ask you?
0: Yeah, definitely a full forward line player I would say yeah, had to. Do you not agree?
2: I absolutely agree, but if the ball was in Paul Mannion's hand in injury time on the left-hand side of the pitch, was he the only Dublin footballer who could have kicked that shot the night Scully took? Scully had time to get back on the right. Did you yeah. think?
1: Yeah. So it was like, it's someone falls. It? He kind of goes tackle him and he kind of slips and he has more
2: time than he realises.
1: For yesterday, Mannion.
2: I've oh. seen Mannion score that point. Nailed on. He'd tap it over. Okay. Um,
0: it was a poor decision by Scully, I think, because it was like on his poor, on his bad leg at that stage in the game. Even if they recycled it for another chance, they probably would have got a different but, You
2: know. Keith Ford. Uh, I said it a few weeks ago. If Dublin won, I'd wear a Kerry jersey on my stag. Hard luck, Keith. Send us a photo. Cormac said, Do Kerry now have an issue with penalty takers, James? Clifford Ganey and Sean O'Shea have all missed in big games recently.
0: I wouldn't say an issue, but I think they probably need to spend some time on it. Um, probably need someone to practice them every night. It probably hasn't been happening. Uh, but those fellas, the three fellas you named, are, could be unbelievable penny takers if they spend probably more time on it. So it, it's definitely not an issue. The ball strikers and Kerry are fine. It's just a matter of building up a bit of confidence by practice.
2: Keen Hoy wants to know, Paddy, is it important that Desi stays on to further develop this new blend of youth and experience? Desi will be staying on, yeah, 100%. And final question. Uh, Andy McIntyre has just been confirmed as Antrim manager tonight. Are you surprised that he's got back in so quickly?
0: Jesus. after doing a, a Sean Dyche. Oh, no. Who was? <laughs> yeah. It
1: one day in the, in the next.
0: It's, it's oh, you your man plus. from Norwich. Dean Smith went straight from Norwich. Oh, yeah. <laughs> to, yeah, to Villa, Villa didn't
1: to Norwich. Villa to, to Norwich, yeah. It's yeah. a good gig. Like, in the beginning, he did a lot of good stuff with Antrim and there's a base there um, huge population I, and the obviously feels he
0: obviously has the bug to get back into it so up the road to Belfast there you go all the it's good for- appointment it's a good appointment for Antrim isn't it yeah, it is. they it must is. have they must have gone after him and shown uh, sold him a, a project kind of thing. Do you know but, Like this Mac- is where they we're going. So that that's a good sign that they were able to to get someone of that caliber. They must have had to go and convince him because Mackandie said the week afterwards on OTBAM
2: that he, he had no interest in managing another county. <laughs> they must have. They must have gone. Good I saw, I
0: saw him driving a Porsche. <laughs>
2: I'll put that to
1: him. Um, he, he accepted the job from Dubai,
2: <laughs> lads. I'm uh, really looking forward to Thursday night in Kilmakud. Uh We'll have a couple of hundred football pod loyal football pod listeners there on the night. It's going to be South top class. Players. Michael North Meehan's going to be there. Can't wait for it. I'm going to go off here and watch the game in the rain from 2008. James, you were actually there that day, weren't you? I was indeed. We we'll talked about it on Thursday night, but it was really unbelievable, wasn't
0: it? It was. Um... You didn't have a minor game that day, did you? We did. We played awfully in a minor game. Barry go? John Walsh got four, 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 and then we got the bus up to up to Crow Park. It was an absolute washout, Unreal. a savage day. Unbelievable football. Some yeah. b- unbelievable football to be played in that rain. Unreal. Yeah, no, unbelievable. Ladies. Go back and watch
2: the full games on YouTube. So we'll be going through a bit of that oh, on Thursday reality. night, yeah. Michael. Yeah, chemical Croaks on Thursday night. Michael Mahon, legend. Looking forward to chatting to him. Yeah. So we're going to have a chat. Michael's going to come up for a chat and then we're going to get stuck into a proper All-Ireland Final Preview. It will be available in the Football Pod feed a little later in the week. If you're not there in the night, hard luck, but I am giving away two final pairs of tickets tonight. Keep an eye on the Football Pod Twitter and Instagram pages. We'll let you know then. Paddy Andrews, pleasure. James O'Donoghue, thank you very much. And thanks to everyone for listening That's in. Up. Fair Play, lads, another one in the books. Up to dubs. Talk soon. <laughs>